0: Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Even though flood, fire, tornadoes, whatever, we're going to meet. Amen. The best we can, we're going to get together and talk about Jesus and love each other and do what the church does. Uh, one of the things that we were able to share with today was in the Apostles' Creed. I just want to talk about a little bit, just a little bit for that. Uh, some of us might not be too familiar with that, but the beauty of it is, is that it is a creed that's been said for many, many years and it's something that tells us who we are, and so it gives us identity. So I'm glad we were able to share in that this morning, and it's always amazing to be able to see our youth involved in, in service and things like that. And it's my privilege to be able to talk about that this morning. So if you would, go and turn with me in your Bibles to Joshua 24:15. Again, that's Joshua. Look at Joshua in the Old Testament, verse 24:15, and it reads like this. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, Choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is God's word to us this day. Tim Safford uh, wrote an article in Christianity Today back in September of 1992, and it says this. A pastor I know, Stephen Belinsky, starts each confirmation class with a jar full of beans. He asks his students to guess how many beans are in the jar, and on a big pad of paper writes down their estimates. Then, next to those estimates, he helps them make another list, their favorite songs. When the lists are complete, he reveals the actual number of beans in the jar. The whole class looks over their guesses to see which estimate was closest to being right. Belinsky then turns to the list of favorite songs. He asks, and which one of these is closest to being right? The students protest, there is no right answer. A person's favorite song is purely a matter of taste. Belinsky, who holds a PhD in philosophy from Notre Dame, asks, when you decide what to believe in terms of your faith, is that more like guessing the number of beans or more like choosing your favorite song? Always, Belinsky says, from old as well as young, he gets the same answer. Choosing one's faith is more like choosing a favorite song. Welcome to Student Ministry Sunday. Welcome to our nine to five series. We're soon closing the series. I've heard a lot of good feedback from you guys that, that you've really enjoyed this. Uh, I've really enjoyed it too. Pastor Brad's sermons The sermons last week. Uh, it's really been an enjoyable uh, time to really dive into God's word together. And so I look forward to today. where We're able to go a little bit into how Student Ministries functions into a nine to five type idea. And I hope that we're all ready. I hope we're in eager expectation of what God can do in and through our youth here in this church, but also through each one of us who are youthful and childlike. Amen? So let us pray. Dear God, I say thank you so much for who you are. God, I say thank you that you have given to us your Son, who is Jesus. I say thank you for such an example, a perfect example of love, of peace, of grace, of goodness, of joy, and what a life looks like when it's perfect. God, I ask that you would continue to perfect us in our faith, that you would continue to grow us in who you are. God, for those that, that might not know you in this room, Lord, I ask that they would be able to be revealed how good you truly are. For those who are kind of warming up to the idea of you, Lord, I ask that they would become red hot. Lord, we say thank you that you are a God full of fire and might, that you are a God who is not satisfied with status quo, that you're a God who wants to turn us into something beautiful, to use the things of our life in a mighty way. Thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. We live in a day and time where people believe most things to be relative rather than absolute. What I mean by that is a lot of people will have the conversations with one another, oh, uh, well, I'm glad that you found that that's your truth. But for me, my truth is this. Have we ever been in those conversations before where we're kind of in a battle of ideas, a battle of whose truth is real truth and whose truth isn't. The reality of it is is that there is one true truth, one big truth, one absolute truth, and that absolute truth is Jesus. In Jesus, we find so many amazing things. In Jesus, we find ourselves, and we find out who we are and who we are called to be. There is no greater truth than Jesus. We also live in a time that is led by technology and the next best thing. I left my iPhone somewhere, I don't know where it is, but everybody knows what an iPhone is. Everybody also understands that in that, this past week, hopefully, you've, you've seen the news that there is a $1 trillion value company, and that company's name is Apple. $1 trillion is now its value. The iPhone has led the way in that, in the understanding of giving great technology into your hand. You can Google anything and find out the information that you need right there. It is a great tool when used correctly, but it is a very evil tool when not used correctly. Our young people are bombarded in all sides by this and different voices, telling them who they are and what they lack. So I wanna propose to us a a way that we are able to help our young people succeed in becoming more like Jesus and becoming the reality, the absolute truth that is in them. That thing is to show them that we serve Jesus. This might seem basic, but it really isn't anymore. Belief is enough. It is enough. If you hear me right. It is enough for salvation. However, we are called as missionaries to all those around us. In our nine to five routines and to our students here in our community, we must walk out our salvation, not just keep it to ourselves. See, we have the good news. We have the understandings. We have the key to good life and good living. And who Jesus is. We just living a good life is not enough to bring people to the table of God, however. You might have heard it said that we must preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. And that's good in itself and there's some nuance to that that is really good, but listen to me say this. That's like saying we must feed the hungry and if necessary, use food. Right? Because we can portray goodness in our lives, and we can betray who Christ is, but it isn't until we confess him with our lips to others that people really know where we stand. It isn't until we are able to stand in in the midst of a conversation and say, you know what? My church believes in this, and this is Jesus, and this is why I'm joyful. This is why I have an answer for the reason why I am the way I am. And our lives are then put into a place that we're able to give understanding to the truth it is who Jesus is. Over the past year and a half, I have had the honor of serving this church and the students who come through these doors. It has been a great task and not easy at all times, but it is always worth it. Always worth it. Our students are great and have been given great opportunities by this church. Y'all are so loving, so giving. There are so many opportunities that they have that a lot of people don't have, even in other churches in our community. This church is great. I am so proud to be a pastor here. You have no idea, but well, maybe you do now, since I'm telling you, so you have some idea. But it warms my heart, it's, it's amazing to me. But one of the ways that, that we've been able to, to really show the truth of God to our youth has been through confirmation. Uh, as you can see, our poster here, Water and Spirit, well, this, this past year, we were able to to go and dive deep into what God's Word says about who we are, who God is, what it is to be a Christian, what it is to be a Methodist, what it is to be a lover of Jesus. Uh, on the, on May 20th, this past year, we were able to confirm 12 youth into our church. That's amazing, guys. 12 souls now committed to what Jesus is and what he's about here at Timberlake. He, those, those guys and girls... Are now part of the membership body of this congregation where we're able to then equip them and send them out and do the things that the church does that they're able to be fully connected into the membership here to love on each other to love on you guys and you to love back on them those 12 youth have dedicated themselves to the service of God and in their life because they have had a place made for them here at Timberlake to do so so good on you guys you've made room at the table For those 12. Another way we have shared Christ has been through fusion. This past summer, we explored the truth of God in the disciplines of our faith, whether that be through fasting, silence, solitude, ministry, different topics each week we have been able to go over. We've had over 45 plus adults help out in raising up these kids to do something amazing for God, to welcome a lot of them into the youth group for the first time and to allow them to be able to know that there is a place for them at the table. See, Fusion has allowed our students an opportunity to have those 45 adults come around them and them to be able to see you guys who have volunteered and what your lives are like. You've been able to share your life with them, you've been able to give your life to them, and they've been able to give their life to you as well. I'm amazed by the grace and love shown by so many willing volunteers have poured their life into our students. We even had some people hire babysitters so that both of the couple could come in and serve in that time. That's amazing. That is a movement of God. That is something to be proud about. Lastly, I share with you uh, our trip to Gain and Allison Hill. This is our intergenerational trip headed north to Lancaster that we took this past June. Uh, We were able to serve the needs of a local Harrisburg community through our efforts of restoring beauty to a forgotten people our youth were able to see touch and smell what it takes to clean up other people's garbage right guys <laughs> within that uh, in that way they were also able to see that they they are able to give value and to show value to a people that society has passed by they were given the ability to be the hands and feet to Jesus to many at gain our youth were also given the opportunity to meet the needs of nations Through our efforts at GAIN we were able to provide hundreds of hygiene kits for women, pack numerous clothes for children, and provide a tool for professing the gospel in Christ through the manufacturing of bracelets used in teaching across many nations. It is an amazing thing and I find myself in constant awe when I think about how great a job that these guys have done. I have a front row seat to watch God show up in the hearts and lives of our students. And I want to invite you to sit next to me In the next steps. And I want us to encourage in these next steps that we keep building on the great foundation that God has laid for us here. A few things we can do. You can join our prayer team. You can commit to pray. It's powerful. It's not just a thing of asking God to do something, but it's committing time to God to turn our hearts into the things that he cares most about. That is the place of prayer. And so as Bethany has shared, there's gonna be many opportunities for us to be able to just grab a name, to grab a face of our youth and to commit to ourselves to be praying for them. Prayer is a powerful thing. i would say in my life that the prayer, prayers of saints, namely my grandmother and my mother, put me into the pulpit. It put me into a place that I could really explore who Jesus is and to find out how much he loved me and to find out exactly what my calling was. And I could guarantee that there are people in your mind, even right now, as I say that, that you know have been prayer warriors for you in your life. And the reason why you're able to sit where you sit is because of the prayers of those saints. And so how much would it be, how awesome would it be to have our people all praying for one another? I would love this to spread into other areas, but specifically for our youth, because, well, they're our youth. They're near and dear to my heart. So I want you all to be invited into that. Pray for them. Love on them. Share Christ with them. Another way is to take a student to lunch. Tell them your story. Let them share their story with you. It'll be amazing to be able to see the interconnectedness of generations. To be able to sit there and see actually how much we actually have in common. They might be able to even teach you how to use your iPhone. I know they do that for me a lot. It's amazing to sit there and be able to have conversations. To share our wisdom. To share life story. To share our triumphs, our pain, the things that we have gone through in our life. A lot of people would sit there and dismiss that and say, oh, well, young people don't really want to listen to me. They do. They do want to listen to you. They want to hear your story. They want to know that they're loved. They want to know that they're cared about. They want to know that there are people that are warring for them, that there are people that are cheering for them. And what better way to do that than over McDonald's? Amen? Also, you could volunteer to teach. What? Did he just say teach? Let me... Turn down these things. Let me run out of the room. Uh, within that, uh, it can be a scary thing. And I understand that. Teaching isn't for everybody. But I'll sit there and say this to you. If we are able to take a little bit of time out of, out of our month, one time a week, and I have the ability, if you, if you feel like you need to come and teach, let me know. I'll plug you in. But to be able to, to share a few hours out of your month with these kids, it's awesome. These kids are hungry, they're ready to grow. They're ready to step into the things that God has for them. They're ready to know exactly who Jesus is and how much he loves them. But, he needs, but they all need a teacher to be able to do that. Their needs are met by us, the congregation, not just pastors, not just those who are hired, but by all of us. And so there are great needs that we have within that. And so if you're having that little butterfly feeling and you're trying to choke it down as much as you possibly can come see me afterwards. I would love to talk to you about what teaching opportunities and things that you might have. Also, you can share with your friends, your coworkers, your barber, your hairstylist, your nail stylist, your produce manager, your milkman, the grocery clerk, the McDonald's person. You can share with them how much of a mighty move God is doing in Timberlake Church. You can share with them that God is doing strong things here and invite them to come into this place. We need more people who are sold out for Jesus in this world. We need people who are right acting and showing this next generation what it is to be a lover of God, what it is to be moved by the Spirit, what it is to live a life that is right and correct and good and the one that is serving others, not self-serving or self-centered. We need more people that are willing to pour out and pour into our kids. And so share with God. God is doing an amazing thing here at Timberlake. Not every church is like this, guys. It's not. God is doing a special, very bold, amazing, fun thing here. And so we need to be inviting our community into that. So please, be in doing that. Share with your friends, your coworkers, those things. To close, I just want to say thank you. Uh, as, it, as we come to the communion table today, know that God wants more chairs to be moved in around his table. Know that he wants to make room for the kids in our community that aren't in this church yet. Know that we have been specifically put into this little place called Timberlake Church to reach those around us in our neighborhood. That every kid in this place deserves to know Jesus. Every kid around in these neighborhoods deserves to know that they are loved by a community of believers such as ours. So I'm, I'm asking, I'm pleading, and I'm saying thank you for all the work that is done And I'm asking and pleading and saying thank you for all the work that you will be doing in the future. I know it is is our heart's desire to see God glorified in every student that God calls through the doors here at Timberlake. May we be a church that stands on the absolute truth of Jesus and invites all to his table. As for me and my church, we will serve the Lord. Amen.